This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, real MVPs, what's up, what's up, MVP nerds, welcome in to the Rick and Johnny podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer, alongside fellow man-child Johnny Carlick. Are you happy I didn't put the Johnny yeah, Carlick on it? Because um, I, I I couldn't tell if it was like a, like last week after watching the podcast, which I'll get into that in a second because you may be watching going, Ricky, there was no podcast last week. Um... I was watching it going, okay, I can't tell if Johnny's actually annoyed or if, like, it's that jokingly annoyed. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. And I assumed it was actually annoyed that I was saying Jeanne Carlick. I kind of don't like it. So I stopped. I Thank stopped. you. I appreciate like that. Like a good neighbor, Ricky Widmer's always there, um, if I'm actually your neighbor, um, which... For you guys, I guess internet. Would we be internet neighbors to anyone? Maybe. Like, does that count? Like, if you see our video next to someone else's, are we their internet, are their YouTube neighbor? Is that what we are? Sort of. It's kind of weird how, I'm not sure how to put the neighboring thing with that. We're like the Monster Inc. doors. We're constantly moving and we're next to different doors all the time. Um, But we got a jam-packed show. If you're new to the Rick and Johnny podcast, we talk about everything under the two nerdy suns, movie, TV, Marvel, DC, Gaming, because we don't do too old to game anymore. Star Wars, which is a big one. Um, Everything, basically. So we got a jam-packed show, episode 181. We have now made it almost over the 200 hill. We're climbing up to 200, and we're getting there each and every week. Before we get into everything on the podcast for today, if you want to support us, because Sam is going to be joining us later in the podcast to talk Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, whatever order they put it in in the title. He wants to talk about that. If you want to come on a podcast like Sam, patreon.com backslash podcast is how you do that. And if you don't want to come on a podcast, but you want to suggest a topic, you can do that as well. That link is down below in the description. But Johnny, let's go ahead and get into this one. And this one's an interesting topic list because usually I would come in I would see how many things I have on our spreadsheet, and I would say, this week on the show, six topics or six stories. But this time, it's like, there may be six, there may be seven, there may only be four, because there's three that we have to hit. The other three is just bonus if we can get to them. And the first thing we're going to start the show off with was the Game Awards. They happened on Thursday and there were a couple, and now, like, with the Game Awards this year, I didn't care about who won any of the awards because Game of the Year was kind of weak in my mind. Um, and just the other awards, it was nice to get, like, woo, yeah, Control won a lot, or Control won, uh, Disco Elysium won a lot of awards. But I was there for the announcements, Johnny. I was watching it on our Twitch, twitch.tv backslash most of our podcast, because I wanted to see the announcements. And the first thing, that they come out of the gates with, Johnny. First announcement on the actual show for the Game Awards is Xbox. Phil Spencer comes out. He previews it a little bit. And we now get our first look at what is being called the Xbox X series, which this is the official title of what their next-gen system will be. 
So this will be the Xbox system going up against the PlayStation 5. And then not even after, like, not even two seconds after that, we get a trailer for... Now, the game, the first game was Hellblade 1, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we get a trailer for Hellblade 2, where apparently Xbox took the developers that made Hellblade and said, hey, we're going to kind of give you money to be an Xbox exclusive. And we got an exclusive for Hellblade 2 is going to be the first exclusive on Xbox X series. Here's the question I want to ask you about this off the gate, because I want to get to the Hellblade and how it looks in the mm-hmm. trailer in a second, but more so with Xbox coming out, with them announcing this way, and for now us, this is the first time we're seeing anything from Gen 5, an actual system, how the system will look, or what we're hoping it looks like. Um, I've seen jokes where it's like, yeah, in the trailer it looks really good, but if you don't have a 4K TV or we don't get to 8K TVs, it's going to look like a potato until then. Um what do you think? Is this the best strategy for Xbox to basically say, we're going to beat PlayStation to the punch? We're going to get our system out there. You know what it looks like. This is what it's going to be before we have any. Like, we know some things. We talked about the controller for PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen an actual system for PS5. Now we have one for Xbox. Is this the right strategy to win the next console war? I mean, gets people to get already get hyped about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you said, um, there was no nothing out there for what a PS5 looks like right now. So we've got the patent, and like we've got an idea of what it may look like, but we don't have anything from PlayStation saying like, "Hey, this is our PlayStation Five trailer, and this is exactly what the PlayStation Five is going to be." We're all speculating on what it could be gotcha. based off of these like patent designs that really. Do they really end up looking like they do in the patent design? No, they test no. things out and they change things. Yeah. So, I mean, Xbox, to me, taking a big swing here. And especially with the Game Awards being like, hey, we're just going to start the show off with this. I was almost confused watching the trailer because I was like, all right, is this a system that they're doing at the end of Gen 4? Is this one that they're doing in Gen 5? They later said that, yes, it is Gen 5. But, I mean, the thing that... I love about it and me being a Sony pony mm-hmm. till the day I die. Um, I will always be a PlayStation Sony pony. Um, watching the Hellblade trailer, how fucking crisp it looks. Like, looking at, there was the part of the trailer where it showed up, like, close on her face. And she was doing the, like, um, the war, I, I describe it as, like, war chants. Mm-hmm. The definition in, like, her gums and her teeth, I'm looking at it and I'm going, Johnny, it looks like I'm watching a fucking movie. doesn't look like I'm watching a game. It looks like I'm literally watching a person on my screen. And is this what we, should we expect this from the next gen right away? Or is this just a, hey, it looks good. We want it to look good in uh, trailers. But it's not going to exactly look like that when you get the system home. No, I can see it. I can imagine it looking like that, at least like for their cinematic scenes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm guessing a lot of this is yeah. based off their cinematic scenes. The but gameplay might not be exactly the same. Yeah, it, the, the gameplay is never the same. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's what games are getting to nowadays. They look mm-hmm. so realistic. 
all these backgrounds are almost like they just went to National Geographic and say, hey, mm-hmm. can we just borrow this footage? Yeah. And no, that, this all looks like almost like someone was just, in his, they hired people. Made, this looks all like movie sets right now. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool part about games nowadays, and that's what it is. But obviously, you need the technology in order to make it look like that. It's not going to look good if you don't have a 4K or 8K TV. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Yeah. Just like what what is it? When you didn't have a 4K TV for the PS4 or yeah. the newer Xbox system. It didn't look as good, and that's mm-hmm. just what it is. Yeah. And it's I, not you can't blame the system like hey, we made it. Yeah, you can still play it on your older TV. Mm-hmm. Just not going to look as good. Can't blame us for that, and you can't blame them for that. No, you can't. And the other thing that they're... That's just how it is. The other thing they're kind of playing with, too, is... And I've heard different gaming podcasts bring this up, is that all these, like, Sony, Nintendo, mm-hmm. Xbox for the next gen... Really, Nintendo I put to the side, because they kind of... It's really like Xbox and Sony fight it out for who's the best console... And then Nintendo just sits over here, and they're like, we've got our own little world. Like, yeah, we got the Pokemon fans. Nintendo does like, have their own little world We'll just there. come out with a Switch, and the Switch is our system. Like, we don't need to come out with a new one every couple of years like you guys do. Uh, we're doing fine they're over not, here. They're not, in the, they're not in the competition. Exactly. They're just there to be there. Mm-hmm. People are going to buy the Nintendo because they like the Nintendo. Because of Mario, because of Pokemon, because of... Link. Link. Because the, they're going to buy it for the characters, but they're going to buy it because they like those Nintendo games specifically. It's like, you either... It's a lot of times I, I notice it's either your mm-hmm. Xbox or your PS4, or your, yeah. play, your Xbox or your PlayStation, mm-hmm. and anyone can be Nintendo. Yeah, Animal Crossing 2 is a big Nintendo property. Like, we talk about exclusives for Xbox and PlayStation, Nintendo Switch is like, except for like Overwatch and Diablo and maybe like um, any of the sports games that go over there, really like Mario, you're only getting on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Pokemon, you're only getting on Nintendo. Link, you're only getting on Nintendo. Like maybe they have the best exclusives out of the gaming world. Um, no, they have, it's not necessarily the exclusive. They have exclusive characters. Yes. They have IP properties. Mm-hmm. Um, however, for. PlayStation 5, they were not absent from the Game Awards. As the next thing on our sheet that I wanted to talk about, Johnny, is the flip side. We didn't get what the PS5 is going to look like. We didn't get any of that. We got an awesome trailer that I am so hyped for this game. It looks like a game that I am going to be all over when I get my PlayStation 5 when it comes out a year from where we are sitting right now. It's a game called Godfall. Mm-hmm. And at first I'm looking at it like, what kind of a game is this going to be? And when the part where I just got in the trailer where she has like the sword um, and they stand up, I was I was thinking like, oh, shit, we're getting a Soul Calibur game. I'm like, we're getting an epic Soul Calibur game. I was dead wrong. It's called Godfall. It's from the creators of so Gearbox Studios. They're famous for obviously Borderlands. And kind of redefining the looter shooter, um, where their latest Borderlands game, it was like, how many guns could you get? Guns upon guns upon guns, and you're never going to get a repeat in the loot because we've got so many different uh, different combinations for guns in this game. Mm-hmm. This one is going to be like that. It's the way they described it is it's going to be a looter slasher. 
And I know hmm. what some people are thinking. Dave may be out there. Hey, Ricky, just fucking play Diablo because Diablo's a looter slasher. But what are your thoughts with this trailer? I'm all for it. I fucking love Borderlands. This looks fucking awesome as hell. What is your thought with Godfall and kind of this being the first exclusive that we get for the PS5 that we get to see? I mean, it looks like a good game. There's not a lot given to you about, like, any storyline. Story it's the same with, um, what was the name of Hellblade. it? Hellblade. Hellblade, there's not a lot to the storyline mm-hmm. other than who it's based, I guess, what character it's based off. You might might get it. I've never played Hellblade 1, mm-hmm. so you might get it more if you played it. Hellblade 1 was one I never that played it, so. We, we've talked about it mm-hmm. before. It, Hellblade 1 was the game where... The thing we talked about it was um, its death mechanic, where it kind of had a Dark Souls kind of death mechanic, mm-hmm. where once you die, boom, like you, you lose you, everything and you're kind of done. Where in that's Dark Souls. In this case, it was more of like a once you're dead, you're dead. You got to start all the way from the beginning. Like that's what we were talking about with. Um, Hellblade and kind of is that too much of an extreme um, for video games? Don't play so, it. I mean, <laughs> Hellblade One was a game where I'm like, oh, I gotta go over and pick it up. I'll be honest, if this is an exclude, like this is the only generation where obviously I'm gonna buy PlayStation first. Mm-hmm. Like I've said, no shame. I'm a Sony pony. That's just how it yeah. is. Um, so it sounds like you're insulting yourself. <laughs> well, it kind of does, but like that's what, that's what we saying, call each I'm other. I'm just saying. It like, sounds like you're insulting it's more yourself. Of, it's more of like a humble shaming. Humble um, shaming. Where it's like, I know that I'm a shrill to the PlayStation product. They slap a PlayStation logo on that some bitch, and I'm going to buy it. Um, but this is the first time where I'm kind of thinking, all right, after after I get the PlayStation 5 and I get my funds back to a reasonable standing because that's going to tank my bank account getting that PlayStation 5. Do I dive in and get an Xbox X series this year? Because, I mean, I almost, for Gears 5, bought a Xbox, uh, what what is it, 3? Is it the Xbox One? Yes, yeah, the Xbox One. 360 was the um, PlayStation 3 yeah. equivalent. Um, I almost bought an Xbox One. Just to play Gears of War. Oh, wow. But then I decided, well, we're at the end of a console generation. Yeah. How much am I going to get out of this Xbox One? I mean, I could get done Game Pass, Microsoft Game Pass. Yeah, that's um, true. Which they did, by the way, if you do have Microsoft Game Pass, the night of the Game Awards, which was Thursday, they put Hellblade 1 on Game Pass. Oh, really? So it was one of those where it's like, hey, you're excited for number two coming to our X-Series Oh, by the way, you haven't played X, uh, Hellblade 1? If you got Game Pass, you can you play can it right Hellblade now. One. Nice. So, I mean, they're killing it with that. Like, they're doing the right things with it, so I guess I could have used that. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe I wait until 5 and I get both an Xbox and a PlayStation. Let's go around. Now, what if PlayStation doesn't—what if the Xbox comes out before the PlayStation? Because it sounds like they're— I, I would wait. They're already ready. Yeah, I would seems wait. Like, whereas PlayStation does not seem like they're quite ready yet. Yeah, well— he, I I would be shocked if they came like maybe a week or two if okay. if anything but like you think it's only going to be like a very short time. We know for sure that PlayStation 5 is coming next holiday season. Yeah. Like both the Xbox and the They'll I, probably wait till then too. I I don't think this was a hey, let's get ready to sell it sooner. 
I think this was a let's get our foot in the door. Let's get in front of PlayStation because the whole thing is, first off, I'll ask you, I mean, for us, do you even care about the console war? Because I know there's a lot of people that do. They're like, Sony ran away with it in the last generation, the four compared to the Xbox one, um, mainly because of all the fucking exclusives that mm-hmm. PlayStation had. Spider-Man, you can only play that on PlayStation. MLB The Show, not anymore. By 2021, it's going to be on Xbox and Switch as well. But up until this point, if you want to play some good old baseball, you got to go to PlayStation for that. Um, where now it looks like Xbox is getting those exclusives, with Hellblade 2 being the first one. They're taking in some of these dead studios and saying, like, hey, come work for us. Be our, be our exclusive. We'll give you money to make your game, mm-hmm. but your game's only on our platform. And I mean, I I think it's a great strategy because I think that the console war, if you downplay it, obviously these business people, they care. They want to be the top product. They want oh, their for product sure to sell do. the most. Um, I'll ask you this, though. Do you think this is going to matter? Do you think this will be a defining moment where we say, man, if they didn't do this... They're, they wouldn't be outselling PlayStation. Or do you think PlayStation is still going to outsell Xbox? I think it's just whatever. I think it's going to come down to like probably ex- a bunch of things. Exclusives. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be the make or break of it. Yeah. This was it's just gonna getting be, into the people's minds is, before. Yeah, exactly. They're not like Xbox or PlayStation put their thing out mm-hmm. um, that they have that in development. And then Xbox is like, ours is basically ready. Yeah. But we're just going to, when we have it ready, ready, we'll sell it to you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the jokes that are coming out. I also have to say, I admit, I do like the jokes coming out about the Xbox One. Go ahead. I, my favorite is just, the one where it's the glass coffee, like the glass tabletop on yeah. top of it. And it says, oh, cool. It holds my PlayStation. Because <laughs> uh, it looks like the bottom of a glass table. No, more like um, just how it's just this box shape. Mm-hmm. One of our friends goes, the Xbox X box. <laughs> the Xbox X box. Um, but no, just because of the very... People sim- making fun of it that it looks like a computer tower. Yeah. Just uh, the simplistic shape, which whatever. Mm-hmm. it's. Well, I dumb. mean, when your brand is... Bo- when you have box in the title of your brand... Why not make it a box? Exactly. Look, well, every that's the thing. Both systems are getting closer and closer to being just computers. Computers. Mm-hmm. To where like we're not far off anymore. It's just like they're exclusive computers. Mm-hmm. Which I know Dave. That's is, all it is. Dave is sitting there watching, going, "Yes, this is why you should be playing on a computer. Damn it, not a console. Yeah. Why no, do I really. have to play Call of Duty and Borderlands and Overwatch on a console when this is a big debate we got into?" Um, Dave, Jake, and I, where Jake and I are on one side, we're controller bros, where we believe first-person shooters are better on controller. Dave's a mouse and keyboard jockey. Yeah. So he he's always on that mouse and keyboard. I just I can't do it. That's it's Mike like, and Drac, too. It's like Dave, how Dave feels using a controller, I feel with a mouse and keyboard. Like, I can't coordinate my hands that way, they feel too independent on mouse and keyboard. See, I'm on a controller, they feel together. I'm getting better at the mouse and keyboard because I've been playing some other games now. It, it got better. Like, uh, I've been playing uh, this game, uh, Seven Days to Die with Ron. Okay. Is that like a zombie game? It's a zombie okay. game, yeah. And the funny part is, like, 
I played it on this. Mm-hmm. This was awful because the graphics yeah. are shit. Yeah. Like, I'd walk, like, from me to you mm-hmm. in, in comparison to the game. I'd have to walk, like, up to that distance yeah. just to see what something was. Yeah. No, I was the same way with WoW, where I was playing on my um, my HP yeah. for a while. And I was like, oh, man, the graphics aren't that good. And then I got my desktop that I have at home, and I just mentioned to Dave, I'm like, holy shit, this is different. He goes, yeah. I, he's like, I always questioned why you were playing it on a laptop. It just, it, the world is different because I've been playing mm-hmm. on Ron's gaming laptop when I yeah. go over there. And it's like, it's totally different. I look at the world. I can see things. Mm-hmm. It's like that kid that doesn't have glasses, and then you give him glasses. He's like, oh my God, there's a world in here. Holy shit. Oh man, I didn't know I was standing in here. I got to get out of here. Um, but some other announcements. Yes. The one I just want to throw some love to, but I wasn't going to get into Dark Alliance. Um, that mm-hmm. is. People are saying it's the Boulder's Gate Dark. (laughs) So it's the Boulder's Gate successor, um, and it's a and d game. So it's a and d video game again. Um, I hope that comes to PlayStation, but I wouldn't be surprised if it just was an Xbox exclusive. Mm. The other ones that I had down, um, there was also um, Will the Wisp. We got an extended trailer for that. That looks pretty cool. PS4 exclusive, the last one that we're getting this summer, Ghost of Tsushima. We got a kind of cinematic trailer for that. Mm. Looks kind of cool with the samurai swords and being a ninja um, and stuff like that. But the big ones I wanted to get into, how they ended the show, Johnny, was they had, um, what's her name? Michelle Rodriguez is, I think, the actress's name. Mm -hmm. She had her come out, and immediately I'm like, wait a second. She's from Fast and the Furious. And then she talks for a little bit, and she brings out the man himself, Vin Diesel. And then they announce that we are going to have a Fast and the Furious video game called Crossroads. Now, I'm just going to say this. I am pumped for this game. This trailer looked like a best of when it came to my Fast and the Furious moments from the movies. Here's the big thing I wanted to start off with this one is a lot of people are saying it doesn't look good, like graphics wise. Like the biggest joke I saw was like, yeah, it's cool that we uh, are getting a Fast and the Furious game. Could we make it not look like it's from the year 2014? This is a game also that at the end of the trailer says that it's coming out in May, May of 2020. So the thing I wanted to ask you about this is A, would you play it? Is it? Are you hyped for it? And B, would you be concerned about the graphics looking like they do? Mostly the character construction, because like the characters look like they're in a video game. It doesn't look like we were talking Real. about with Hellblade. Yeah. Um, but it definitely does look like this game. If you would have showed me this game with nothing, I'd be like, oh, they made a Fast and the Furious game in 2014. What do you think? Are you excited, and should we be concerned with the release date being May of this year? I mean, the driving looks nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't. It looks like a video game driving still. Yeah. Um, honestly, it just kind of looks like. No, they're right. It looks like 2014. It looks like sort of the art style of. Uh, God, I can't think. Of I that. thought Telltale games. Telltale. It doesn't remember, look like Telltale. Remember the? Because I was thinking. Remember the Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy game we yeah. kind of played. 
before my laptop couldn't handle it. Um, or the, that's what it? I was getting vibes of. Like the Walking Dead was exactly it? the Walking Dead. Not like, not as comic bookish, but like sort of like that art style too. Yeah, and I mean, that was one thing at the time when I was watching it. I noticed it in my head. I just didn't want to say anything. Is it a Telltale? No, it's not. Really? Because it looks like a Telltale. It really. At first, I thought it was going to be a Telltale game. It is not a Telltale game. It is, let's see, do they have the developer at the end? Um, they make it. They do. The developers on this one are um, Bandai, Slightly Mad Studios, Universal, and I think Titan. I can't read that last one. Um, but it's going to be on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and obviously um, PC as well. I just can't wait to play Fast and the Furious. Like, it is... It is Kind of confused me how the movies have, let's see, the first movie for Fast and the Furious came out when? Fast and the Furious came out in, let's see, 2001, and it's taken us 19 years to get a game, well, 18 years technically, to get just one game from this series. Like, with the success of GTA, nobody said, hey, let's go ahead and make this a video game, see what that does. We'll see how it looks. I hope it's not bad because I love The Fast and the Furious um, and everything that those movies bring. And now to be, be able to play a GTA-like game with the Fast and the Furious characters, like, sign me up for it. I'm going to probably pass on it because <laughs> I was never a fan of the franchise mm-hmm. in the first place. Also... Yeah. Action movies, I feel like even the movies we watched, the action movies, like American Made even, I felt it was more of like, okay, like with the horror movies you're dragging me to, Yeah, I feel like the action movies was always, I'm dragging Johnny to these action no, movies. No, I mean, yes and no, it depends on which ones, because mm-hmm. like American Made, I was not a huge fan of, but uh, was it Death Wish? Yes. Look good. You weren't a fan of American Made? That yeah. was That was the Tom Cruise one. Yeah. With the cocaine. I, mean, I wasn't like uh, from trailers. And okay. It didn't like intrigue me to go see it. Oh, okay. I thought One you were talking like, about because I was like afterwards, I thought we both enjoyed that movie. No, it's more like, hey, would I have gone and seen yeah, it if okay. someone dragged me to it? Absolutely yeah. not. This game or was like one... American Sniper. That was the one with I... Michael Keaton and. Um... Was that? No. Was it American Sniper? No, it wasn't. American it? Assassin. There you That's go. what I'm thinking. American Sniper is the one with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I was going to um, say. American Assassin think... is the one with Michael Keaton. That one would have been like a maybe, I don't know. Michael Keaton would have drawn, would have drew you in. No, it's more of the, um, that one's like one of those, maybe I'll go see it, maybe not, whereas mm-hmm. like American Made, I would have never gone and seen it on my own. Okay. Yeah. That's, but like that's this just game is just, I'm not, not a fan of the driving games, never mm-hmm. have been. Other than obviously like Mario Kart, Diddy Kong Racing, I had one racing. Diddy Kong, I had like one racing game for the PS2 that was kind of fun, but then mm-hmm. it kind of fell out of it. Will I play it like an arcade? Yeah, maybe because I like when you can actually like have the steering wheel there. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are the times I'll well, play the racing games now. And that's what a lot of people were saying. A lot of people were like, "Oh man, if I can go ahead and play this with my." wheel and my pedal but then they're like how is that gonna work when i have to get out of the car do i have to like switch to a controller then um because usually people that play racing games they don't like playing them on their like mouse and keyboard they don't like playing it on their controller 
like there are some that even go full out and have like, like I've seen where this guy had it was like a setup where it looked like an actual like car and he had two big ass fucking monitors that were just right in front of a windshield him. Yeah. yeah basically and it's like holy shit people go all out for this we're gonna I'm gonna do two things there are some things I want to give some honorable mentions to yeah Final Fantasy 7 remake looks dope can't wait to fucking play that um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 I'm like this close to buying in on it um, and buying in on it means like actually purchasing it they announced a new DLC expansion too called Rise of the Phoenix, which basically all their X-Men characters are going to be in that. They showed off Cable. They showed off Jean Grey. They showed off Gambit. Um, and then the other one I wanted to give a little bit of love to is Sons of the Forest. Looks interesting. It's a horror game, but it looks a little interesting. Um, even though the horror genre, I'm more of a watcher than I am a actual player. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Telltale, though. I'm going to skip around here. Telltale was at the Game Awards. I am so pumped for this. We are getting Wolf Among Us 2, which Mark and I played on the original MVP channel years ago. Cannot wait for this. It is apparently going to be in um, in conjunction with DC. So you got DC hmm. Comics because it comes from Fable. Um, yeah. I can't wait for it. I love the first one. I can't wait for the second one. It was a little small one. Um, no More Heroes 3. I put two. It's actually three. Um, this is an interesting one because watching the trailer, I still don't know. what I, I haven't played one or two. This is the first time I'm seeing this. I still don't know exactly what type of a game I'm getting from this from Nintendo. Because it just looks like, to me, an anime... Like, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, so I'm just, I'm watching an anime. It looks fucking dope. I don't know if I'm going to get it on the Switch, but it looked cool. And then the last one I wanted to ask you about is Humankind. So this is the way it's described on the Wikipedia page is it's a 4X game comparable to, to comparable to the Civilization series. Players lead their civilization across six major eras of human civilization, starting from the nomadic age, um, directing how the civilization should expand, develop cities, control military, and other types of units as they interact with others, um, civilizations through the virtual panel. Now, the thing in the trailer that they mentioned Mm -hmm. that I thought was kind of cool with this is this was all about your story. Basically... You're creating your king, your top of the civilization, and you're defining that, the civilization and you, any way you want. And I immediately thought of you, Johnny, because I thought you guys played Civ. I was confused. Um, And it's Age of Empire. Does a game like this intrigue you? And how much does it intrigue you? It does, actually. Um. So I do like the Civ building games. That's why we play. We, um, Age of Empires. And thank you. I forgot the game <laughs> I actually play. Um, that's why we play Age of Empires. Mm-hmm. Is because it's like a Civ game, but we f- get to fight each other. It's le- It's yeah. like it's got the element of that, but it also gives us the chance to go head to head with each other. Mm-hmm. And so, 
that's uh, I'm actually kind of excited for this too because it looks good. Some of the animations I kind of find weird at the moment mm-hmm. because it's like, and I think it's more so just you can see where you're group is going yeah because like you could you have the buildings a certain size and all of a sudden the people are like almost the size of the building mm-hmm. so it's like what's going on you're here? talking about like kind of like even that um, yeah gonna... city tycoon where it's like wow there's no way that the people are the same size as these buildings yeah it's just my perspective is where the camera is i'm just looking top down and they haven't made the building it's like super tall well it's like way over here mm-hmm. it's like kind of panned on an angle like not a, right above it's not eagle eye but it's like eagle eye and then hey let's pull you yeah pull you back so we can actually see like you can see what's going on so what i think is actually the case is just like they're making them bigger so you a you're not like trying to see someone like mm-hmm. like they yeah. be like that tiny on the screen yeah you guys can't see what i'm doing from way over <laughs> the, here the audio audio listener audio like, what are you doing john like, he's like he's making his fingers put together like a millimeter you, you, it's not like you're trying to look at something that's a millimeter away mm-hmm. they're showing the civilians so it's like hey i can see what the hell's going on on the screen but that i, I actually wouldn't mind like playing especially if you can play it as like multiplayer yeah. So, like, you can play versus your friends, build your sieve up to a certain point, and then you can start warring each other, maybe. I'll, I'll tell you this, Johnny. If you guys dive in, if you guys decide to dive into Humankind, I, would, I will play Humankind I'll with buy you it. Guys. I'll try it out. If, even if it's not, like... Did they give us a date for it? Let's see. Does the Wikipedia... I know 20... Yeah. The, it just says 2020. Okay. Um, so it's, the game is scheduled for release. No, it looks like there is war with Microsoft. There Windows. is because there's there's battles going on. I yeah, I would guess that if that's the case, they pro- don't have just versus computer because mm-hmm. you can see like a ho- horse of one with like one co- the soldiers got one color uniform runs through a group of another. Yeah, and you got from the top of the hill. It's kind of cool because they're not letting um, like parts of the land unlike AOE two that mm-hmm. we we play even the. Uh, Excuse me, parts of land masses will kind of stop you from moving. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, yeah, it stopped them from moving, but they're still firing from on top of it. Yeah. Onto the other group. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd buy it and play it. And that's pretty much everything from the Game Awards. Everything that happened, everything we thought. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh! Wolf Among Us does look cool, though. I didn't get to say that because I never played it, but I did get to see a lot of the um, trailers and stuff when I was working at Best Buy mm-hmm. when the first one came out. Yep. It did look really cool. I fucking... I love so Wolf Among Us. I loved playing Wolf Among Us 1. Um, we're going to make a quick change to the podcast. Uh-oh. What'd you do? So the next thing we're getting into is new trailers that we're going to kind of react to, give our thoughts to. Yes, sir. James Bond... How married are you to talking about James Bond? You already know the answer to that. All right. I'm not that interested. I'm going to give my thoughts very yeah, quickly give your on thoughts. it. Um, it looks cool. It looks like they're tying it into the last one. It's going to be a Bond movie. That's kind of what I go into. But Don't I'm they not, all tie in together? Maybe. like no, 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 like Not the... I don't think they tie in like Pierce Brosnan to Daniel Craig. But Probably. yes, this one is, I think, the last one for Daniel Craig. Okay. It looks cool. It looks like a Bond movie. I'm probably going to go see it and be happy. I'll probably drag Johnny along to it. The reason being is we got to take that out and I got to put a different trailer in for oh, that one. Because, for that? well, for the Game Awards, during a commercial break, they had a new trailer hmm. for um, Birds of Prey. So I'm going to put that in later 
but we're going to start off DC Wonder Woman 1984. We got a new trailer. Before I ask you what I think is going to go on with the story, what were your immediate thoughts after watching the trailer? It looks pretty good. I'm a little a little disappointed we didn't get to see any part of actual Cheetah yet. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see what I she like looks that, like though. now. I like that though. Don't, you do. I just don't want... don't let like don't pull it out of the bag early. Okay. Let me let me fucking enjoy. How that long later do we, how long do we um, have till it comes out? Again, I don't remember. Um, let me see. Nineteen eighty four. And they hit the eighties on the head. Oh, the music, the mall, mm-hmm. June 5th, June 5th of 2020. Mm-hmm. So we're about half a year away. I just want one glimpse of her before we get the actual movie. So describe what you mean by a glimpse. Just one scene. I don't need her okay. to see her do much of anything or just to see what she looks like as... Mm-hmm. As Cheetah. Cheetah. Is that going to stop us from going to see it? Probably not, but I mean, at least then I know... At this point, what I know what I'm getting into. I think maybe it's because uh, DC has a 50-50 track record at the point this moment. Mm-hmm. They've been doing good with all their other movies thus far. No, 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 no. It's not a 50-50. It's a everything after the reboot. And that's another thing. That's why I put the Screen Rant article in for Wonder Woman. Because they have a beautiful art article about how Wonder Woman 1984 proves the DCEU reboot, reboot rumors were greatly exaggerated. Um where, yeah, they didn't reboot the whole thing, but let's be honest, they kind of rebooted it. Yeah. Batman's different. Superman's not going to be Henry Cavill. Like, we started off the DCEU now with Shazam. Or technically Wonder Woman, but was Wonder Woman before and Justice did you, League? Did you it know? was. She was in Justice League. Was. She was in Batman v Superman. I would say with me, the soft reboot happened with Shazam, but we loved Wonder Woman so much, we just kept her. Soft reboot, and you yeah. also kept... Yeah, to much of my chagrin, The Flash. You're talking about Ezra Miller. No. Right? We also kept Aquaman. Okay, Aquaman was good. Yeah, that, yeah, that was exactly. cool. Did exactly. Aquaman come out before or after Shazam? Before. So it started with Aquaman. Aquaman, then Shazam. Now Wonder Woman 1984. Ezra Miller. Not Wonder Woman, the first one? Well, that one happened like before Justice League. Yeah. So it's it was like a we started it with Aquaman. We kept Wonder Woman just because we liked her. We liked her movies. She was she was just of, admit it's not not all their movies were great so far. Oh, they haven't been. But exactly. since Aquaman, I think they've been nailing it. Yeah, they've been doing good yeah. since then. Yes, well, that's what I'm saying. Except for well, wait, was it, Aquaman was after Justice League, yes. right? Okay, See, that's the, okay. Um, since Aquaman, everything you're right. from Justice League and before is called the Dark Ages to me. <laughs> we pulled Wonder Woman out of the Dark Ages because we liked her from the Dark. Not Ages. everything is left. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of another good movie that I liked from the Dark Ages, and I can't remember it. Um, But, yeah, it looks great. With the story that I can't wait to see more with this is, I think it's Mr. Lord or Dr. Lord, um, Pedro Pascal's character. Yeah. His whole villain, his whole thing is supposed to be, and they hit it right on the head. His villain is supposed to, like, your desires, your wants. Like, you can have whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And they're playing in perfectly with that being the 80s, because the 80s was that kind of more greedy kind of a time, where it was, like, glitz and glam, and, like, people really, like, what Miami do I Vice. want? Miami Vice. Perfect example. 
Um, you got a very Miami Vice thing going on. Exactly. And the thing that I wonder is, I know how he gets Cheetah in. Hey, you want this. You want to be. Because they even play around with, in the trailer, where, have you ever been in love? Oh, no, not really. And then Christian Wig goes, well, yeah, I have a couple times. So All really, time. <laughs> we're getting a Cheetah that doesn't really get what she wants. She's already kind of jealous of Wonder Woman. And I feel like whatever the story is, whatever she gets tied in with Lord, that's going to play into her becoming the Cheetah. I know that. Here's the question I want to ask you about Mm -hmm. this. When it comes to, um, shoot, I forgot his name, the guy. Um, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Streve. Streve Trevor. Streve Trevor. Is he still dead? Because here's the thing, I don't know. And here's the theory that I saw that I'm completely behind if they did it. So if it's all about want and Lord's supposed to be a telepath, that big kind of satellite that we see in the trailer is kind of like how he broadcasts. I don't know if he works exactly like uh, Professor Xavier, though, over on the Marvel side. And is this him projecting Trevor into Wonder Woman's mind into the world where it's like, oh, people can interact with him. It's like he's there, but he's not there. Or is it a, no, he's just in Wonder Woman's head. We just don't know that yet because of how really the only one he's interacted with was her. Hmm. Like, that's the thing I'm wondering is, if the, is that going to play into the Wonder Woman part of like, what she wants. She wants Trevor back. Mm-hmm. And that's how he can hit the soft spot to Wonder Woman. That's what I'm wondering is I wouldn't be opposed to that being a, like sort of a broadcasting sort of like Charles Xavier sort of can when he's got Cerebro, but yeah. uh, minus the Cerebro, obviously, mm-hmm. but sort of like well, his, I mean, the, the satellite is a makeshift. His telepathy yeah. working sort of like Kilgrave <laughs> slash the, pur- the Purple Man's. Yeah. Way of doing it where it's Jessica like, Jones. Yeah, where he's got, I think he has a 24-hour gap of like, mm-hmm. hey, he's I'm going to rest. Well, no, he's got 24 hours of like, as long as I've been around you within 24 hours, you're, right. you're still mine. Yeah, okay. And Good so that's point. like he was doing to one of the characters, side note on Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Spoilers if you haven't seen it yet somehow. Uh, Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Somehow. I'm trying to think. And so I, hence why I'm making the sort of snide comment or mm-hmm. snide uh, spoilers if you haven't seen it version of what we say, how we say it. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, he, like one of the one of the guys, he has him come back to him every 24 hours. Um, keeping Just a, so he can have that contact. Contact plus also he's keeping ta- tabs on Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's stalking her in the in the show. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing. It's like every if he gets within contact you within like every twenty four hours, you're his. Mm-hmm. That's how the power worked in there. I don't know in the comics if that's how it worked, but I know it's like within a certain vicinity, he can control your mm-hmm. he control you. Yeah, you're wondering if it's going to be the same thing with Lord and Wonder Woman to a degree. Yeah, well, maybe like as long as he's like within a certain range of her or within like a, sees her within so many. Mm-hmm. Hours. Another thing that people are throwing out there is that in the trailer, we see a shot of him with like a crystal uh-huh. on his desk. 
And people are wondering in the movie if that's going to give him his powers. Um, But I can't wait to see what happens with that. It looks phenomenal. I'm Mm -hmm. so happy. On the Marvel side, I know this happened two weeks ago. We couldn't talk about it, though, because we didn't do a podcast last week. Yes. Black Widow. Are you in? Because I think we were in before the trailer even dropped. I'm in. Still in. Like, this this was They just added things that I want to see now, too. And the thing that I liked most about it was, first off, the thickness of the Russian accents in this Mm. is like, I should have been expecting it, but I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um, And also David Harbour, (laughs) like, his character is going to be my favorite. It still fits. The retired Red Guardian. Mm -hmm. I think that's a hilarious um, twist on how they do uh, what they're going for with that. Is that him fighting Taskmaster? I'm waiting to get to that part. I'm watching it again right now. Because when he kind of does the Captain America, like, um, fist, fist, and he comes to blow with the guy. Yeah, that's Taskmaster. So that's him fighting Taskmaster. I'm still at the scene where um, Black Widow's fighting. Mm -hmm. I just, with me, this, I can't wait to see how... This fits in with their Marvel timeline, mainly being, I know it comes after Civil War, but how does it, every movie kind of pushes yeah, I'm curious, everything forward. I'm curious where exactly it's at. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm actually intrigued on about the full-on white suit for uh, it looks ScarJo. Like it's like, no, it's just complete opposite of what it normally is. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, like, hey, we're if we're fighting in a snowy atmosphere. That's true. I'm white not going to wear black. I'm going to wear white. White would be the color to wear for that's, that type of thing. That's You're just right. what I assumed. But yeah, it it looks beautiful. Didn't give me too like didn't give me too much of what the story's about, but gave me enough of what we already knew when it comes to the story of it. Do you have anything else to add on Black Widow? No, I'm excited to see it because I'm guessing it's. Yeah, it's obviously between the range of Civil War and mm-hmm. Endgame. Mm-hmm. Well, no, technically Infinity War. Because we don't know who got snapped away from the Russian side. Yeah, unless it is during... No, because she's no, running... It's, it's between Infinity... Because she comes back for Infinity War. Yeah. This is before she... This is her... I'm just actually trying to past. see what her color... The color of her hair is, if it's mm-hmm. got the... I think it's red. I think it's it's red. red. I'm trying to see if it's got the little bit of blonde at the end, which I don't think it does. No. So. I think this is before Infinity then, yeah. War, after Civil War. Yeah, it is. Um, What about the next one we're going to talk about? What about Ghostbusters? Hell yeah. This fucking trailer, Johnny. Like, when I saw it, I was like, thank God. This is the Ghostbusters. Because remember when they announced this movie and I was nervous about it? Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because of the crap movie that we got in, what was that, 2016? Something like that. Um, with, oh God, I can't, I can't stand her and Leslie Jones. She's just not funny to me. Melissa McCarthy was in it. Um, Melissa McCarthy is usually funny. I just, I can't stand Leslie Jones. It's just her time on SNL. She's just not funny to me. That's it. Um, but I'm not going to harp on that. I don't find her funny either. So. This movie, this is the one, this is the one we should have gotten. In 2016, not that movie. Also, I just I think any movie with Paul Rudd in it is just a better movie. Mm-hmm. Like he should ju- he should be like Kevin Bacon and just be anything and everything. 
Like, screw the degrees of Kevin Bacon. We got to get a degrees of Paul Rudd going. Well, that's the funny part. We'll get Paul Rudd another um, 200 years worth of movies because he doesn't mm. age. No, <laughs> he doesn't age. He's the he's the Benjamin the reverse Benjamin Button. He he's just even, finds an age and just stays there. No, that's not even Benjamin Buttoning. It's just well, Benjamin Buttoning is aging in reverse. He yeah. just stops it. He freezes he just it. Got to a certain age and just stopped aging. It's like okay. it's like Paul Rudd. If you know where the Fountain of Youth is, you need to tell me where it is right now Share because it. as I get older, you and Keanu Reeves. It. Yeah, Keanu Reeves too, man. The both of you need to share where you, where the hell you found. I like how I'm gonna say that, and people are gonna be like, "Well, shut up, Ricky. You got a baby face. You're gonna be in the same boat when you're older." Yeah, lucky you. Lose a lose a couple pounds, look the same. Um, maybe get rid of that beard. Don't look so old. Um, however, I will say, side note: when I did shave back when I had that job interview over mm-hmm. the summer, everyone freaked out. Everyone freaked out and said they needed my beard immediately. So I have now proven that I can't um, shave. What do you think of the whole vibe that they're – do you think that this girl, the girl with the glasses, do you think she's going to be Egon's – like are they setting it up where it's – like we know that she's Egon's granddaughter. Yeah, I think she is. Do we get a Egon tease in it? Like, force ghost kind of a thing. Like, not necessarily seeing full-on Egon, but, like... I want... That's what I'm wondering, because it's almost like she's being led to this stuff. I wonder if he's maybe going to be... And it's called Afterlife. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if he's going to, like, be the one leading her to this to start Mm -hmm. doing... Bring back out the Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I see the same drive in you that I I had. Yeah. Little, like, kind of ghosty thing. Leads her to the one thing. Paul, that, Paul you Rudd see being with, the alive thing, kind of teaching them about the Ghostbusters. Yeah, the science behind these things. Because, I mean, Egon can't teach her. He's dead. Yeah, he can just lead her to, mm-hmm. hey, look look at this. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Also, quick aside. Here's a PKE meter. Quick, quick aside. Um, when did Finn Wolfhart just become the douchebag character? We're like... His one line in this, where I get it, it's supposed to be funny, where he goes, hey, guys, remember that summer we all died? Like, it happened earlier on in the trailer. I heard that, and, like, in my mind. is he he Egon's grandson? I don't know. That's what it looks like, because they're both in the car together on, like. So then he would be the grandson, she would be the granddaughter. Yeah. Um, But he said that, and my mind triggered back to Stranger Things, and how much of a douchey was in that. Yeah. And I'm like, are we just casting him to be season? the douchebag character now? Like that douchebag kid that everyone hates? Like yeah. is that his is that his typecast now? Maybe. As of now, yeah. Last well, this past season of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. he was kind of a douche he was a douchebag I mean, for a while. I mean Hopper didn't exactly handle the situation. He didn't handle it well, but still, Mike didn't have to be a douchebag yeah, about Mike, everything. Mike was a little prick. He was being um, a little prick about things. But yeah, it's like that line. I get it's supposed to be a joke, but my Stranger Things feelings came out. Um, no, I can't. I can't wait for this. The only other question I have for you about this trailer mm-hmm. is the ghost that they are chasing um, when they're driving the Echo around, and she's in the gunner seat. Do you think that's Slimer? Is that Slimer or just a random ghost? Because I want to say random ghost, but it could be Slimer because it, it's got like... 
It's got his shape. It's got his shape, a little bit of a green hue, but it's mostly gray. And that's the thing. People are bringing up the color of like, well, but it's gray. And then there's other people like, yeah, but the CGI might not be totally done yet. That's true, too. And then there's other people that are like, no, it's not Slimer. He's gray. And like, nobody knows. It could just be uh, Grimer. Goddamn. Slimer. Moving Dude. moving at, like, a really quick pace. We need Slime. If Slimer's not in this. That'd be great if we got Slimer. If he's not in this, I'm just going to be a little bit sad because Slimer needs to be in this. Slimer is, he's quintessential to the Ghostbusters. He'd be the cool, like, final tie-in mm-hmm. to everything where it's, you got, like, hey, this is uh, Egon, Egon, right? Egon, yep. Egon's granddaughter and mm-hmm. his grandson, and they make a team as well. He kind of, it'd be great if he leads them. Like, it's his ghost that leads them to mm-hmm. be- become the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. And then you, Slimer would just be the final tie-in. Because the I'm getting this from Greg Miller. Kind of yeah. funny. Shout out to Greg. Um, he He's a huge Ghostbusters fan. Like, I, I compare it to, so Pete, who's been on podcasts here before, um, Pete Creighton. Mm-hmm. It is like Pete's level of fandom for Ghostbusters. And the, what he mentioned was he goes, I don't know if this is this is Greg now. Um, he mentioned on his YouTube channel basically that what he thinks could happen, but they might not, is the whole Force Ghost thing, but you don't fully see Egon. It's one of those by the kids defeating the villain and securing all the like the afterlife. Then Egon can go and rest in peace. Okay. And it's like you don't actually see his face. You just see like maybe him from the back or like his leg or something walking into like basically, okay, I can rest at peace and I'm now fully going over into the afterlife. Sort of a silhouette per se. Kind of, yeah. Walking into the afterlife. Yeah, because we know that he's dead. That's why they're clearing out um, his house. Um, the only thing that is confusing people is the first uniform she pulls mm-hmm. is Spangler. And people are like, well, are they then Spangler's kids? Is it Egon's grandkids? And the thing that I'm thinking is just me. Like, there's some people that say, oh, well, maybe it's Spangler's farmhouse that he gave to. Because in one of the movies, he mentions a farmhouse. Maybe he gave, maybe it, he to gave it to Egon. Exactly. Um who knows? But all the uniforms look like they're there. The next one I want to jump to, we're going to jump around a bit. Yeah. Um, Mulan. Here's, I got a few thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. My first one that I want to hit, I'm going to tackle it right away, Johnny, and I'm not pulling my punches. Why? Why? Why do these Disney remakes feel like I get it? They're in a catch twenty two. They don't want to do the exact same movie because then they feel like, like as a director, you feel like you're there's no artistic freedom. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm following a bru- blueprint, a blueprint, but mm-hmm. I am making following it a blueprint, but I am making it into a live action. I get the other side though, where it's like I want to change something so that it's just not the exact same thing. I would say the only two movies that did this successfully are The Jungle Book and Aladdin. The rest of them are like, was Beauty and the Beast good? Yes. 
But thinking back, did it do anything different? No. It was just, it, it gave me an extra song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Dumbo, I absolutely... Yeah, you I got into an, like Dumbo. I got into an argument with a first grader about that movie, by the way, this week. <laughs> and the, the, le- the levels of low you get to when you get into an argument with a first grader Jesus Christ, Ricky, about the on. Dumbo. Because they're like, I like the Dumbo movie. And it just triggered me. Well, you're I'm wrong. Like, basically, I was like the old teacher that's like, you're wrong. You're, I'm like, have you seen the original? Have you seen the cartoon? She's like, no. I'm like. Watch the cartoon. What are you, stupid or something? And then tell me what you think. And then the one kid, this other kid in my class, um, he he goes, they didn't even have the mouse in it. I would go, she didn't even have the mouse in it. Like, making my points for me. I was very heated with a first grader about Dumbo. That is how low my life. You don't bring that up in front of Ricky needs a girlfriend. That's what that means. You don't bring that up in Um, front of me. But the thing that I is rubbing me the wrong way from this trailer is did did he need a sidekick? Did the villain need a sidekick? Did he? The whole witch thing like oh he calls himself this and he's got a witch. It's like did he need that? Unless like unless here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. The hawk is not a hawk. It's her that she can turn into a hawk. Because in the trailer, we see her turn into the hawk. Then yeah, I would say that's... But, like, I don't know. I don't like making it a, like, two-person team. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is the om- the omission of all the songs. Yeah, yeah, that's a big bad one, too. Even though they gave us reflection. They gave trailer. us... I like the... I like the... Ba- I do have to admit, I like the background mm-hmm. sound of... Um, reflection, reflection. Yeah, but I don't like the fact that you just omitted all songs. Because mm-hmm. is it a great? Does it look like a great movie on its own? Yes. Is it Mulan? Not really. Just like some sub point, the like the the general, very general plot mm-hmm. is the same sort of. It looks like a great like westernish western style kung fu movie, mm-hmm. but it kind of deviates very much so from Mulan. Yeah, and like more so than I w- I would like myself. I l- would like myself. The scene of her even going up against the witch, and the witch goes like basically, wait until they find out who you are. It's like that's not how it's supposed to happen, though. And I get that maybe I'm sitting there going, and I'm too married to the original, but like I don't know. I felt like, um, is it Khan? Is I- I'm thinking the name. I'm bad with fucking. Names today. Um, Let me pull it up really quick. The Um, villain's name? Yes, the villain. Because it's not Shang. It's Shen Yu? Was that it? No, I've got it here. Um, Let's see. No, Shang was um, the general. Let's see. Shan Yu? Is that what you said? Shen Yu. Shen Yu? I thought. Um, Did we have to make him... Like, he was one of the best villains. Like, if we did a top villains list, yeah, Shen Yu. If we did a top villains list, he would be in my top five. He was terrifying as a kid. He was. On his own. And I feel like, I. here's the thing I wonder, is I wonder if they're doing the whole witch thing 
because is she going to be the voice? Because remember back to the original Mulan, Mm -hmm. he didn't really talk. He barely talked. The only things I remember him saying- Four lines, maybe. Something at the end, but the one I really remember is at the beginning, the guy goes, now all of China will know you're coming. And he goes, good. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome, or like something like good, tell the emperor I'm here. Like, very short, very sweet. Um, and then, yeah, he says some stuff at the end, but usually his was, I'm big and menacing, and I'm going to do it all at my face. And I'm wondering, and I'm worried, that by having this witch character be the mouthpiece for him, it's not going to be the Shang Yu that, that was so terrifying so maybe the, uh, here's my thought about it. maybe the fact that nonverbal isn't bad like that's what they got to realize maybe they're trying to make him that much more menacing by making him nonverbal because uh, are you really going to find someone that's going to like literally be huge and intimidating like Shen Yu was mm-hmm. that so they're trying no, to they're, no. they're trying to make up for it for one two giving him like these um the witch sidekick to kind of give ungodly powers mm-hmm. almost Cause like, or maybe that's just a salary going. The crouching tiger up the wall. Yeah, I was watching that scene where they jump off the horses and, and run up the, wall. up the wall. I mean, we still have to watch it. Like it can yeah. prove me wrong. But I'm I gonna mean, see it. So I just, I'm not a huge fan of the whole two villain thing instead of a one villain thing. Um, the no music is insane to me. I hope they're just playing with us, too, Yeah. by not having Mushu in this, and we end up getting a Mushu, because Mushu needs to be in a Mulan movie. We can't have a Mulan movie without Mushu. I'll be honest. I'd be glad if, like, the mo- the thing we get, at least, is we get this, the music. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're toying with us, saying, oh, yeah, there's no music in it. Here's a question I want to ask you, kind of here at the end, is... um. Do you think that we get to a point where we get kind of fatigued with these reboots where it's like, you know what? The creative freedom is too much to where it's like people go like the Disney fans will go. But when does the nostalgia run off? That's what I'm kind of going with, because I feel like most of us are going to these movies because of the nostalgia factor. When does that run off and we just go, eh, they're not, like, they're not that great of movies? I feel like this will be the one where Disney decides to go the direction of, do we just tell the director, basically make the other movie, mm-hmm. or they actually like, hey, you can have all these artistic liberties. It would, depends on how well it does. I would say use it, Aladdin as the blueprint. Did they change the story? Yes. I'm, the not, saying, was different. I'm not saying to use this as the blueprint. I'm saying yeah, this will no, be no, the no. one where it goes, where it which way do you it. go? Yeah. And I'm saying... Use Atlanta Aladdin as the blueprint. Where did they? Was it exactly the same as the original? No, no. We had the genie hitting on a handmaid way too much. Um, you also had a more woke version of Jet. Like Jasmine was woke in the um, original one. We just dialed that up to eleven mm-hmm. in this one. Um, where. Like, yeah, they changed that stuff, but it didn't take away from the original Aladdin. The original Aladdin story was there. Um, Jungle Book, same thing. I feel like the original story was there. They just added on to it, especially with the Shere Khan parts. Yeah. With Idris Elba. 
Shere um, Khan was terrifying in this one. Beauty and the Beast was the same exact movie, just with an extra song in the middle, that Everlong, Everlong song, I think it's called. From the one that's from the play. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think of other ones that we have seen. Dumbo was hot garbage. They changed the entire movie. Yeah. Like, didn't did they have key parts like him at the um, cabin with uh, the mama, ma- mama elephant? Yeah, but it wasn't the same Like, movie. at least they kept the songs. That's the thing. Yeah, but it still wasn't the same movie. Um, no, it wasn't. You're right. But in the whole... The whole... Basically, my, Disney comes and steals Dumbo away. Yeah. Um, the Michael I, Keaton part, honestly. I just, yeah. And I just... With me, I wonder what these reboots... Like, eventually, when is enough going to be enough? And we just... The only way we're going to speak is with our wallets, but enough people will go because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But... Let's move on. We got a couple things to get to, and yeah. Sam's going to be calling in in a bit. Birds of Prey, just some got some more cool things. Uh, mm-hmm. Game Awards, um, they released a trailer for it. Harley looks awesome. Harley's going to be great. We got now some more footage of her with a um, bag of dog food for the hyenas. We get kind of more action with the other people, the Huntress, Canary, um, we get a better look at Victor Zaz, where he actually has a knife pointed at Harley. Um, I think this is going to be, this is another DC one where it's like, I'm excited for it. It looks good. It looks like a good movie. I just hope I'm not kind of destroyed by it. Last two. The first one is CW Stargirl. It's not long. It's a minute long trailer. Yeah. Looks interesting. It's interesting, but for me, I wonder. Originally, I was promised a DC Universe series, yeah, or DCU series, and now it's on the CW. So my biggest wonder is: is this going to be like all the other CW shows, or is this going to be like, hey, it's going to be like that DCU series that we are creating, but we just put it on the CW? It looks. It looks like another CW show. It, exactly. it looks like and the that's, Flash, and that's my Arrow. It looks like it so far. Yeah. But obviously, I have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it look cool? Yeah. Will I watch the first one? Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see if it if it draws me in. Because those CW shows, I fell off super hard on all of them. Except for kind of watching the clip, the the big hits with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Then we've got the last one, Free Guy. I can't. We're seeing this, Johnny. I don't care what we you are. said. And I love how at the beginning, from the studio that brought you Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, and I'm like, man, Ryan Reynolds, this is you really playing into that Fox Disney deal. Um, basically, it's like, imagine if you were born in a video game and you're an NPC. Mm-hmm. What's your life like? You're not the player, you're the NPC, and then you become the player. Like, what would your life be? You're an NPC that decides enough is enough. I think it's a great premise for a game. Because even, like, um, Funch's character, who's the the security guard at the bank. Yeah. When Ryan Reynolds says this is enough, he goes, hey, this ain't you. This ain't you. Basically, like, this is not how you act. Um and then Ryan Reynolds punches him through the wall, basically, and kills him. No, he um, shotguns him in the oh, chest. Oh, that's right. Shotguns him and then takes the glasses. 
I fast forward a little bit too much. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. It looks like it's going to be a better, like, is it a better version of Ready Player One? Yeah. Already looks like it. Because Ready Player One was good. I liked it. Um, but it was. It's but a it Ryan like Reynolds a funny movie that is just going to be, it's going to be great. I can't wait for it. Um, so, Johnny, here's what we are going to do. Taika Waititi's in it. Oh, he's he, he's the villain, right? I don't know who he is. Okay. I remember seeing him in the uh, trailer. I just remember, I'm, I'm watching it again, I, I but without sound, I closed it before obviously. I got to the very end. Um, so, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take, not a break, but there will be a jump cut. We're going to welcome Sam onto the podcast to talk some Godzilla versus um, Kong. I'm a little upset I did, that we didn't get to the J.J. Abrams story that I wanted. Um, what I am going to do then mm-hmm. is here's what we're going to do. We're going to take that. We're going to bookmark it. I'm going to put this is required reading on the podcast. Ready? This is the first time we ever had this. There's an article by Rogue Rocket that I want you to read. It's in the description. It's long, but it's got all the facts about what's going on. We're going to retrospectively look at this next week when we review Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. So we're going to kind of say, hey, we'll wait until the movie, then we'll go ahead and talk about it. But let's go ahead. Let us know what you guys think down below, and let's get to Sam. And there we go. Jump cut achieved, Johnny. <laughs> we It's a quick jump cut, and then we are welcoming on Sam into the podcast. Sam, if people want to be like you, they can go to patreon.com backslash mostfile podcast, support the channel, and come on podcasts like you. But I have a special question before we get into everything. How are you doing today? Because this is the first time I have talked to you on a morning podcast recording. Usually it's like either Saturday during the day or a Friday night. How you doing on a Sunday morning calling in to record the podcast? Um, I'm, uh, that's the only day of the week I can freaking uh, relax given I have to work like 70 hours in a given week. So this is the one day of actual rest, like the Lord up in the Bible, of course. But yeah, it's just nice to be lounging for once. Well, hey. I mean, I love lazy days. Lazy mm-hmm. days are my favorite days of the entire week. And usually, like yourself, mine usually comes on a Sunday as well after I record the podcast with Johnny because um, of work and everything going on. But Sam's calling in today because wants to talk about Godzilla versus Kong and the legendary monster universe um, going on. There's We were supposed to get it, I believe it was March of 2020. Now it's been pushed back all the way until November 20th of 2020. And looking into it, it's Legendary Pictures as a production company. I was actually wrong. It's not Universal. It's Warner. It's Warner Brothers. Yeah, I was trying um, to find that earlier, that's, too. So. This is distributed by. So it's not exactly. It's the WB Legendary Monster Universe. Um, I didn't want to confuse it with if it was Universal Universal's Monsters. Monsters were, that kind of died out after And they the called mummy. it, I think, Dark Universe is what they called it. It was a die out. You're right. It was the dark. It's, it was Universal's, mon, it's Universal's Dark Universe. Yeah, which is dead. Because, um, <laughs> what, we got the mummy and that the was it? The mummy did terrible they in box so office. so many plans for that and it just didn't happen. But, Sam, the question I'll ask you is the question that you wanted to propose for this is based off of... This movie getting pushed back. 
Should we be worried for the state of the legendary monster universe with Godzilla versus Kong being pushed back to November, almost a year from where we sit right now? I would say heavily yes, because originally it's like, okay, they released the first Godzilla movie back in 14. That was sort of the test run for to see if there was a kaju you know, interest in general with the general public. Mm-hmm. It made a reasonable amount of money for, you know, being the first entry, and it attracted enough attention. So they're like, okay, there's enough uh, interest in this movie. Let's do a couple more and make a little series here. So that's how we got, like, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and now the delayed Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with me, the whole thing, um, I remember the 2014 movie, that was one where I didn't see that movie, where that was one where I was like, I was kind of burnt out, because for me, the last Godzilla movie that I remember was that... Um, 2004, uh, I was it, it was, that? 2001, was it something like that. The one with the Godzilla oh. with the green eye, and the main thing I remember is the Taco Bell ads for it, <laughs> with the uh, the little Chihuahua here, lizard, lizard, lizard. Hey, it, it got me to go to Taco Bell more. It did get me to go to Taco, which probably is, could explain this, but I mean, <laughs> oh, trying to back then, it. that's why I didn't see that one. Then it's like, okay, people really like this. Johnny and I decided to check out Kong Skull Island, and I really liked Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Like, it was a really, really good movie. Um, and then that led into King of the Monsters. I just, for me, I I almost relate it to the dark universe that we brought up because that was one, too, where they got, they got a little bit too ambitious. Mm-hmm. And with them, it just, it didn't even get going at all. Where in this case, it is going because this would be the fourth movie in the installment in the series. But like the whole thing that I'm wondering is, are they, are they pumping it back because they don't want to, are they pumping it back because they don't want to run out of things or is it a, Hey, this movie isn't up to our standards. We don't want to put this movie out unless it's like, a great movie and we feel proud of the product. See, that's what I think it is more so than anything. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have them take their time, get the movie done, get it done right because, I mean, they don't have, like, for example, the MCU, the DCEU, the amount of stuff to go off of. They have mm-hmm. the old Toho films, at least, like, as a um, how do I put it, as a blueprint to go yeah. off of? Because obviously the Marvel films don't follow it verbatim. Same mm-hmm. with the DC films. They don't follow it verbatim. They really just have the Toho films and I don't know if there's any comic books after that that came out with Godzilla and any of that, but it's a lot more like free flowing. Like apparently mm-hmm. we had our Star Wars discussion, so that someone thinks that there's not a lot to go off of. Yeah, that that was kind of funny. Sam, yeah. what do you think to that point? Do you think <laughs> that maybe it's just? That uh, <laughs> do you think it's maybe just the movie's not done yet? And should we be worried if the movie's not done yet? I think it's I think it's like on one hand it's like they were troubled by the overall return of King of the Monsters, but on the secondary thing it's like I think 
that sort of just made an impression that they're going to be doing like significant amount of reshoots so that it seems to be more, I guess, generally general audience appeal, you know, mm-hmm. because, um, what is it, Johnny? Like, um, would you say like King of the Monsters was essentially like a fan love letter from the director to Kaju fans? Um, I'm trying to think. I know it seemed like a lot of it was um, kind of getting us diving farther into this universe now because we had Godzilla. Mm-hmm. We had a, just in another like single movie with King Kong kind of start to tie together that, hey, these uh, monsters can actually start like like they actually can interact where it's like hey we have we finally got like some of the bigger names too besides just like, Godzilla King Kong like uh, Mothra King, Mothra, King Godira um, Rodan, Rodan. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some bigger names now finally in there so showing that hey yeah with more of these monsters that to- like Toho has had before are also in this universe it's not just Godzilla it's not just King Kong. There are a lot of them out there. And I mean, the just to go off of the box office thing really quick, it the last movie did make money. It's not like they lost money. Godzilla in 2014. Yeah, I was actually um, looking that up. There was a huge right. return with that Godzilla movie because the movie only costed $160 million. They made about $525 million. So they made almost five times, four to five times, as much as they spent. Then Kong Skull Island, yet again, similar thing, $185 million to make the movie. They made almost $567 million. So yet again, you're getting that uh, pretty hefty mm-hmm. return on that investment. Godzilla King of Monsters made almost a little over double what it cost. A little bit, yeah. It was so it wasn't like the best. So maybe that's why they're taking their time with this next mm-hmm. one. It's like okay, we only made about double our return or double what we we only made back. Try what? No, my brain's not working right. So we made double of what uh, it cost yeah. to make it. So we kind of want to put out a better film. Make sure we're hopefully going to get. More than that back. And Sam, let me ask you this then. Do you think that the studio is then sitting there going, okay, are we overloading these movies? Because the the thing in common between, or the difference, I should say, between these movies is that got Godzilla in 2014, and then we got Kong, Kong Skull Island in 2017. Mm-hmm. Three-year gap in between them. Only a what two year gap in between? I mean, it's two years, not three years. It's close to three years, but only a two year gap in between Godzilla and Kong Skull Island. And I feel like the, uh, or I'm sorry, King of the Monsters, King of the Monsters and Kong Skull Island. I feel like King of the Monsters was marketed a lot more. Like I saw a lot more commercials than I did for the first Godzilla. Yeah. Do you think there may be? Also going with that of like, hey, maybe if we we can't space it out too far because we already said the movie's coming out and we made it. But is this their way to say, hey, let's space it out? Maybe that's kind of the problem with the box office return not being mm-hmm. as great as it was for Kong or Godzilla. What are your thoughts on that one, Sam? 
I think another thing which really helps out the first two, especially, was the perfect like time of the year that they basically figured out to release it because they were basically able to eliminate almost any major movie competition within a month's radius mm-hmm. of the initial release. So that's why they were able to get a pretty sizable return to like at least the first two weekends from my initial, like, when I saw, like, the box office returns when they were mm-hmm. actually released a couple years ago. I think I think that's like especially a significant reason why there's some feelings of underwhelming returns as far as King of the Monsters because I what was it? I think it actually got pushed back from like what was it? It actually got pushed further originally from its original release date if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. That's like the other thing because I think just doing it like what the first week of June was not the best of things because I think it just sort of got lost in the uh, tsunami of like you know summer blockbuster movies. So I'm pulling up right now. I don't mean to cut you off, Sam. Um, But King of the Monsters. So here's where some of the movies it came out with: Um, Rocket Man. Ma, um, The Fall of the American Empire, Always Be My Maybe, those are kind of ones that wouldn't compete with it. Yeah, the big ones were King of the Monsters came out along with Rocket Man and Ma, where it's two big ones, where Ma was that big, um, I say big, but like it was that interesting um, horror movie that came out with the lady that, hey, you guys can party here in my basement, mm-hmm. um, and then... You got to call me Ma. And then Rocket Man was big. People if probably having to choose, hey, let's go see Rocket Man instead of um, Godzilla. Whereas the other ones, let's see, the March 2017, let's see, they came out March 10th. Yeah, Kong, Kong Skull Island came out with like Burning Sands, Raw, The Beautiful Fantastic, like... Yeah, that March 10th window, like, Kong was the marquee movie that came out. and even not, a, made, not a hard competition, but Endgame was also still in theaters. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. that, that it was competing, competing, but... It, but, like, um, you're talking about with uh, King of Monsters. King of Monsters. Yeah. Good point. Um, whereas the other one, like that, Godzilla, also didn't have that. So it's like, did Endgame affect it, too? Yeah, because, I mean... That one stayed in theaters for probably what a good mm-hmm. two and a month and a half at least. Yeah, because not, not that everyone saw. Not it that that was a weekend. huge competition for it because a lot of people had seen it by then. That was all, mm-hmm. all like about a month in. Yeah, actually over a month in. But still, that was still in theaters. People were still going to see uh-huh. it. It was still making money. But no, Sam, you bring up a good point. Like King of the Monsters, even with Rocket Man and Ma, mm-hmm. had more of a had more of a competition than we did back when Kong Skull Island and um, the first Godzilla came out. I'm actually going to look up because we know the exact date for it is um, November 20th. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you, Sam, what you think of the lineup when it comes out. I'm going to read off some of the films that come out that same date. 
and we're going to kind of predict what we think will happen. Um, so according to comingsoon.net, and here's the interesting thing. We don't have any exact, like, for sure plans with mm-hmm. these. A lot of them are just interesting. Right now, what we've got is Godzilla versus Kong for sure. King Richard, which I'm assuming is like a King Arthur, like King Arthur style movie, but could be anything. King Arthur, or King Richard, mm-hmm. an untitled Ambien movie, an untitled WB event film, and then possibly Escape Room 2, maybe the 30th, maybe the 20th. So far, I think that's, that looks like a good weekend for Godzilla versus Kong. What do you think, Sam? Does that sound like to you, like, okay, it can have more success than it did the for the last time with King of the Monsters? I think as far as the initial ground of the first weekend, yes, but... The main thing is, if there are any other more significant potential movie openings, like in the first two weeks of December, then I think it's going to be in trouble still, regardless. Yeah, because... Because... Go ahead. No, because the thing, I think, with the Godzilla series in general is, Kaju movies, you know, it's just, it's sort of like, it's like a specific fan base. Mm-hmm. In particular, so it's like, I think, for example, like, I think with Kong Skull Island being released on March 10th, like, it being the only marquee matchup, matchup movie of that month, like, it allows a more general audience members to like, oh, this is the only thing which actually looks interesting compared to all the other titles in the theater, so I'm willing to go see it. Mm-hmm. Thing is, I feel like the way they put off um, King of the Monsters with the June opening is that sort of created this perception. It's like this cheesy blockbuster type of movie, which sort of turns off some people. So that's why they would be more gravitating toward going see something with allegedly more substance like Maul or Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. You know. That sort of the thing. Yeah, I would feel like for the most part, the kaiju-based movies are a little bit more of a specific fan base. Obviously, you're still going to get people that are like in the action movie that going to want to see it. Anyone that's in the nerdy realm, sci-fi side of things are still going to want to see it too. And then you got your original Toho um, Godzilla fans, mm-hmm. uh, King Kong fans, going to want to go and see King of Monsters, going to want to go and see... Um, Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla or anyone who's just like kind of hey I saw Godzilla King of Mo- God- King Kong was cool too then they went and saw then they're just kind of like a casual that kind of caught on and followed through what helped um, I was looking it up too what helped with uh, probably them getting like okay we're gonna test the waters with Godzilla was the year, fact that a year, just a year before Pacific Rim came out mm-hmm. and that's probably a water tester of I don't know who put that one out honestly I don't remember. Who oh, played. that was um, shit. I what studio? But um, that was a nice water tester, especially if it wasn't them saying, "Okay, should we put a kaiju movie out?" No, I don't think it was that. I uh, I don't think it was WB. Pacific it was. Rim. Oh no, you're right. Legendary Pictures. So oh, was the it? production company is the same. 
But is the 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 studio the same? Yeah, let's see. So the production company is the same on both Legendary. Oh, that was Universal. It was Universal. That was Universal. Okay, so they. Um, <laughs> and that one only made about oh, it made about double its money, one fifty yeah. to two ninety point nine. Um, the other thing I'm looking up is so that DC event movie. Is yeah. not going to be a main DC movie, okay? Because um, you got Birds of Prey in February of 2020, Wonder Woman in June of June. 2020, the Batman's not until 2021. The only other things I can think of is first off, I'll ask this: Does the Eternals play in at all? Because the Eternals is November 6th. That would be that would leave. The oh, first the weekend of Eternals, one week off, and then Godzilla versus Kong. Is the Eternals even that big of a Marvel movie to affect Godzilla versus Kong? Sam, I'll go to you first. What yeah. do you think on that? I think with the Eternals, that's sort of like when Guardians of the Galaxy was originally released. It's like it's a very fringe like character set from the comics. Mm-hmm. So. This would be the first major cinematic representation of them into a general audience base. So I would say it's going to be a 50-50 thing if it's going to be well-received or if it's going to be more of a mass response from the general audience. Because the other thing I view it as, like, after the enormity conclusion of the Infinity Saga with Endgame, I think people in general are sort of needing maybe a little bit of a respite from, like, experiencing, like, Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Even though they're introducing, like, totally new characters with the new slots that are upcoming. Yeah, and I mean, the Marvel side, too, is they're not going to have a... They've got Eternals in November 6th of 2020, and the next Marvel film you get, you're not getting one in December. You have to wait all the way till February. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe you did hit a good point, Sam, of like the – and I didn't even think of it – of like this is just the time of like, hey, w- who would we have competed with before? Because yeah. um, let me see. Do they have in this article where the date was? So they pushed it back, has been delayed eight months – so it was previously previously supposed to come out in on March 13th. I'm quickly going to see before we kind of end this what it would have competed against. I'm going to say yeah, I agree though. Um mm-hmm. to the point of like if it's received like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. then yeah, it might pose a problem depending on like I say, if it's received like Guardians of Gal- the first Guardians of the Galaxy, hey, you, it's not like a, a well, I'll put in quotes, A-rated um, mm-hmm. characters to pick from, because how many casuals really know about the Eternals? Hell, you and, I don't know about you, Sam, but Ricky and I don't really know about the Eternals. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know how much you get into Marvel Comics, it. so. Um, but, I mean... If it's received like the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it mm. might pose a problem. If it's just like a, eh, it's okay, it might not be that much of a problem for Godzilla versus King Kong. Mm-hmm. It also makes sense now looking at March, mm-hmm. why they moved. We because the there. week the week before the 13th is Onward, which is that Pixar movie with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Okay, yeah. Um, 
about like it's the fairy tale land mm-hmm. and they've got to find their father or something. Um, then March 13th, I don't know if this stays, but it says Untitled Fox Marvel Film 3. Ooh. So is that a Fox Marvel property? Is that a dead, like, is that a Deadpool? Is that a, is that going to be like where we get new mutants finally? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and it also says Gambit, which I don't know if that movie's still in development. The I Gambit don't think movie. it is. I but didn't think it was. Two weeks, I don't know how much this played into effect. Two weeks after the 13th of March, guess what comes out? Hmm. Mulan. Oh. So maybe it's like, I don't know if after two weeks what the return would be. Not a lot, but it would hit their tail end returns. Exactly. Where it's like, okay, then we would have to really hit on the 13th and the 20th. Oh, that's another thing. A Quiet Place Part 2 comes out on the, the, the week after. That's a horror film, I think. Yeah, we saw A Quiet um, Place. Yeah. So, I mean... I just didn't know there was Part 2 coming out already. Plus, you got I Still Believe, which looks like it's more in the vein of... I look at the poster of it, and it looks like a... Oh, what fucking movie was that called? The No, The Fault in Our Stars. It looks like, oh, one, of those, one, of those? It looks like one of those kind of movies. So where, a specific type of I don't group, know if those... Like, group genre. And I don't want to typecast here, but I don't know if the high school girls that are going to see I Still Believe are going to go see the kaiju movies of Godzilla versus Kong. You got that one but friend in the group know. that wants to see that. Exactly. Um, but Sam, any final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this one up? I'm going to say the future, the long-term future of the mo- legend, the monster universe mm-hmm. is going to be dependent upon the success or failure of this next movie because they have nothing currently planned as of right now so it's like I don't know it's like it's going to be bittersweet if this ends up becoming the last uh, chapter of this movie but if it does like I do enjoy it as a Kaju fan like this is the type of freaking movies I've been wanting to see my whole lifetime with those type of budgets so if it does come to a sad end after that one, I'm at peace. But I'm really hopeful it more people will give it a chance and it does become a bigger success. So we could have future titles to uh, enjoy down the line. No, I'm the same way. I've always felt like or felt like the Field. Godzilla. Yeah, I always <laughs> feel like the Godzilla movies. Again, I make the English language bend to my will, Johnny. Ricky is um, field feeling, fieldings. I'm like Thanos with that Infinity Gauntlet, just snapping the English language away. Um, But I've always felt like the Godzilla movies, it's like, is it so niche to where, like, it's harder to get out into the casuals Mm -hmm. than, like, a Marvel? Because, like, that's what a Marvel did. Marvel, uh, I didn't mention this earlier when it was brought up. I can't remember if Johnny or you, Sam, brought it up. But the fact of, like making it relatable to a casual Mm -hmm. and it's like i felt like me as i'm not super into king kong i would say i was a casual for that movie and i fucking liked it so i like if they were continue to do that then i think they can have success because these monster movies are cool and i know that there's a lot of people out there that are really into these kaiju monster movies but That's going to do it for the Rick and Johnny podcast this week. If you want to be like Sam and be a patron, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash podcast. 
even if you want to be like Sam and you're like, I don't know if I want to be as brave as Sam and come on a podcast, but you still want to ask us a question and suggest a topic, we have a tier for that as well down below. want to thank Sam for calling in. Also, I forgot to mention earlier, as of January 1st, so our first podcast of 2020, Johnny, fuck it, we're doing it live. We'll be live on Twitch from there on out to the infinite future, twitch.tv backslash most of all podcasts where you'll be able to check those live shows out. want to thank Thanks. you guys for watching on YouTube. <laughs> want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.